This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. So here we are, episode three, Busy People Podcast. We're really excited about this one. I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Um, Obviously, we're all about bringing you big information in little bites. And this is a big one. Um, Roxanne's talking to us about manifestation. I can say that I've been hearing a lot about manifestation lately, and it's very interesting to me. And I think whether you're whether you're in the manifestation bubble or not, you're going to love this podcast. Um, She is a rewiring and manifestation coach, and she rewires your subconscious to to manifest amazing things in your life. Um, She goes into, like, the science of it. She also goes into, like, some daily practices. And basically, if you listen to this, you will leave with actionable tasks that you can do right away to try to manifest some amazing things in your life. Yeah. No, I thought this was, this was awesome because she even addresses how so many people think manifestation is BS, um, and then gets into the science of it. So it was really cool. Something totally different for me, um, to hear and to listen and even start practicing in my own life. So, um, yeah, check it out. Roxanne, thank you so much for joining us today. We are really, yeah, we're so excited to have you, especially to discuss this very intriguing topic of manifestation. But before we get into it, do you want to introduce yourself and then just kind of tell us a little bit about how you ended up becoming a manifestation coach? Sure. Yeah. Um, So my name is Roxanne Miranda. I am a subconscious reprogramming and manifestation coach. Ooh, the journey here. Um, why don't I just give it to you in a, a, a few sentences, if we can just do the condensed version. Uh, I used to be a yoga and meditation instructor and realized that that was not really my life's calling. Uh, my favorite part tended to be when everyone was at the end. I don't know if you practice yoga, but everyone's lying in Shavasana, you know, on the ground at the end. Yeah. Okay. And in that state, you know, your brain waves start to lower, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point during our time today. Uh, your brain waves start to lower. You become more susceptible to information coming in, to new wisdom, to new knowledge. And that was always my favorite part. And I always felt like this little kind of fairy godmother, like, ooh, what am I going to put into their subconscious today to help them, to support them in their day? Um, And I became really obsessed with neuroscience, with subconscious reprogramming, um, got a certification in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis as well. Um, And and yeah, just really made that leap from teaching yoga, kind of like as a side thing on the side, I was working in a nine to five, really like feeling like my soul was just being sucked every day that I went to the office. (laughs) We know that feeling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, really stepped into into my soul calling, which is what I'm doing now, through, of course, a beautiful, amazing story of synchronicities and manifestation in itself. Um, and through that process, really birthed the the process that I that I teach now today. Um, how much did you know about manifesting before you went on the journey post yoga teaching? Quite, quite a bit. I've been, I've been into manifestation for quite a while. Um, and like many people have tried, you know, affirmations, vision boards, um, positive thinking, etc. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't say that I regret anything or any of the the years and energy that I put into figuring out this process that really works for me. Um, because now I get to teach people like what not to do, which is really helpful. So I definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way. (laughs) Um, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that because it allows me to help other people not make the same mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I want to dive right into it if we can, Roxanne. Um, and I want to start off with asking you, what does manifestation actually mean? What does it actually mean? I know. What does it actually mean? Can you tell me, please? <laughs> manifestation, it's such a huge, broad and huge topic. Um, you know, I, I tell people manifestation is not something that you start doing. I have a lot of people come to me and they're like, I really want to start manifesting. And I'm like, no, 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 sister. Like you've been manifesting since the day that you were born because manifestation, what does it mean? It's, it's really inherent in us. It's part of who we are. It's the way that we're wired and we're always manifesting all the time. Um, if we want to dive right into it, like our, our subconscious controls 95% of our reality, how we see the world, perceive the world, the decisions that we make, um, how we show up, right? How we navigate through life is really controlled by our subconscious and, and subconscious meaning unconscious. It's happening all the time in the background without us realizing it. So whether or not you consider yourself spiritual or whether or not you have a manifestation practice, you are manifesting all the time. So what does it really mean? Um, I would just say manifestation is life. It is how we create reality. It is how reality is, is created through us. <laughs> right. And I know it's so interesting. You talk about um, the idea that manifestation is a birthright and i'm hoping that you can kind of speak to that and talk like you know can can anyone do this is this something that each and every one of us are capable of of doing yes absolutely and i would take it even a step further of not something that you're capable of doing but something that you're already doing all right again right. Um, when i say it's your birthright i mean you were born doing it and you will do it until the day that you die maybe beyond that if we really want to get out there um so yeah, again, manifestation, not something that you start doing or that you even have to question, or am I capable of this or not? Uh, you're doing it all the time. The difference is what I offer people is to learn how to do it on purpose, right? Learn how to do mm. it consciously with intention so that you're not just manifesting all of the years of conditioning that have been created through society, through your family, your guardians, school, past experiences, traumas, celebrations, all of that that lives in your subconscious that we're always manifesting um, in the background. Instead of, of manifesting all of that, learning a process that allows you to do it on purpose. And that really is the subconscious reprogramming work and the shadow work of Let's see what's living in my conditioning right now and empowering yourself to, to make that choice to take the reins back, right? And to get back in the driver's seat and decide, no, actually, I'm going to manifest something different, something new, something on purpose, right? In design for what I want to create in my life, right? For my soul's calling uh, and teaching people how to do that. So would you say it's kind of like needing to break some bad habits and just kind of redirect your thinking needing to break bad habits yeah absolutely but it, but you know I would again take it a step further than that because your habits are created by your subconscious the only reason that you have a habit of no matter what it is right um, is because that is the programming within your subconscious so we could focus on changing habits but I like to take it even a step farther of how about focusing on changing your identity, like your core beliefs mm. about who you are, about what yeah. is possible for you? Because you, when you work at that deep, that deeper place of your identity, then your habits naturally shift, right? Who you're being and how you show up in the world naturally shifts because of this new identity that you have created for yourself. Totally, yeah. What What about, so anytime I've, been in a conversation with, with people there's at least one person when when manifesting comes up that maybe rolls their eyes um or you know d doesn't necessarily believe in it what do you say to people who think manifestation is bs let's say i don't say anything to those people <laughs> Fair enough. Why. here's why i love and i get this question a lot um especially from my students who like maybe their partner their husband their wife whoever um right. is not 
is not on board with their new spiritual practices, right? And their mm-hmm. manifestation practices. And they say, Roxanne, like, what do I do? My husband's not supporting me. It's really bringing me down. And I actually had the same experience. My previous partner, um, when I started this work, was super not on board. Like, even the word manifestation was like, what the? F- Am I allowed to swear? What, like, just totally. I'll try not to. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. What is that? Yeah. I don't know. And you're going to try and like, you're going to make a business out of this. People are going to think this and that. Da, da, da. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, um, it comes from a, a good place when we want to share our wisdom with someone and show them like, no, really like this is going to help you. And so I know that comes from a good place when we want to change people's minds, but ultimately, well, one, it's not your job to change anyone. Right. That's the first thing. Right. But two, if you really want to help people, um, instead of trying to change their mind, just focus on yourself. And that's really what I did was like, okay, that's, you know, that's, you do you, honey, you do you, I'll do me. Yep. And that's what I did. And, and instead you get to become the example and through manifesting, through creating a new reality for yourself, then guess what? Those people start coming around like my previous partner, right? He starts mm-hmm. going around and he's like, so this manifesting thing, it seems like it's really working out for you. Can you maybe <laughs> show me how to do this and that? Right? Mm-hmm. So instead of um, trying to convince anyone of anything, which is never your job, right. just be in your truth, right? Um, walk the path that you know to best serve yourself. And through that, you become this amazing, shiny object that people can't help but be attracted to and, and want to learn from, you know? Right. And that's how you really get to help people is through helping yourself first. Yes, I, yeah. I think that's great, great advice. Um, yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about the science behind manifestation? Yes, and, and I'm so glad you asked because even as I was explaining, you know, that like never try and convince someone in my head, I'm also thinking like, but I also do have a lot of people that come to me that are kind of like just dipping their toe in the water and they're like, maybe manifestation's a thing, maybe not and that's actually one of my favorite type of people to work with because that was me in the beginning um I have a very strong analytical mind I really like to see how something works and what's the proof behind it you know in order for my brain to like really get on board on board with it so if that's you out there listening if maybe you are like oh manifestation seems cool like it's starting to get more mainstream what's going on over here you know but maybe you're not fully on board yet the first step that I do with anyone who comes into, not just into my programs, but even if you find me on Instagram or you've done any of my free workshops or whatever, the first thing that I always do with people is talk about the science behind it. Because when you learn the science behind manifestation, this is why it's so important, such a really powerful step to give yourself. When you learn the science behind manifestation, now your analytical mind can make sense of this. It's on board. Because remember, we always manifest whatever is in our subconscious. So even if you're trying to convince yourself that manifestation is real, if there's somewhere in your subconscious that you're not believing it, that's going to be a roadblock for you. Right. And that will definitely inhibit your ability to manifest on purpose and to manifest what you want. So as a first step, thank you for the question. Beautiful. Learning the science behind manifestation will get your analytical mind on board so that um, so that your subconscious can then kind of be at ease. Like, okay, this really does work. This is really a thing, which then makes you a more powerful conscious manifester. Right. So the science of manifestation, yes. I actually, um, I offer a free workshop twice a year. It's called Rewire and Manifest, and we go way deep into the science of manifestation. It's over three days, so it's- Yes, I'm on the wait list. (laughs) Awesome, so let's go on the wait list. I know, I was gonna Um, say, I'm waiting patiently. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. So I don't wanna take up, because we could just take up the whole time talking about the science behind it. Um, If you really wanna dive into that, Everyone listening, definitely go sign up and get on the wait list for that free training. That I think the next one's happening in the fall, happens in the spring and the fall twice a year. Um, but to just give you like a little snippet, okay, a couple things. One, you know about the placebo effect, yeah, Victoria Nicole, yep. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay yep. Your brain can make sense of that. Most people in our in your audience, I'm sure they've heard of the placebo effect. 
this is highly proven. Um, it's, it's, no, it's not a question, right? We know this, it's modern science, it's medicine. And the placebo effect shows us that up to 70%, 70% of people who get that sugar pill, right? And those placebo effects, the people who get that sugar pill have the same results or better than the people who are actually getting the medicine, okay? So this in itself has already proved to us and to our analytical mind, yay, that we, that our thoughts, that our beliefs have the ability to change our physical body, right? To change, um, to manifest a different physical reality in our body, okay? Now there's another experiment that, that was super fascinating and amazing. It's a quantum physics experiment. It's called the double slit experiment, um, also known as the observer effect. And this was ex an experiment that allowed us to take the placebo effect, knowing that we can change our physical body, but take it a step further and show us that we can also manifest change outside of our body, okay? So the placebo effect, I'm sorry, excuse me, the, the observer effect or the double slit experiment, S-L-I-T, if you want to look it up, double slit experiment, basically showed us that when observing electrons under a microscope, okay, Electrons act like waves, meaning um, kind of like light waves, for example. And, and they sort of, the way that I think about it is, okay, remember back in school, you learned about atoms perhaps, right? I'm going to get a little bit nerdy and scientific with you, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it like fifth grade science, okay? Love it. Maybe you learned about atoms and you like drew a picture of an atom and there was the nucleus and there is the rings and you have to put the the different um, protons on the rings, and then you have the electron clouds, right? Do you remember doing that? Yep. Yeah, everybody did that. Okay. And so when I when I learned about um, atoms, I always thought of it as like electrons were like these clouds, and there was all these electrons kind of floating around in these rings around the nucleus and the atom. Okay. But actually, when you look at an atom under a microscope, what electron clouds actually look like, it's more, they're more like twinkling stars, and they kind of come in and out of existence, okay? In this way, electrons act like waves, but also like particles, like mass. They come in and out of existence, right? Like waves and like particles, both, okay? So with the double slit experiment, what we observed is that uh, let's see, through observation, okay, through observing, meaning when someone is actually observing these, my, these electrons under this microscope, okay, the electron comes into existence. This is the most simple way to put this, but you can do your own research. The electron comes into existence. It becomes matter by observing it. When someone was not observing those electrons, when someone was not looking at it, right? I'm going to look away, okay? When someone's looking away and not observing these electrons, then they act more like waves, like, like waves of possibility, okay? They go out of existence. And so is it okay to, to um, link perhaps a really quick little video on YouTube that I think people might find really valuable about this? Yes, definitely. Can we do that? Yeah, totally. Okay. If you go on YouTube and you search... Um, Dr. Quantum double slit experiment. It's like five minutes. It's a cartoon. Watch it like three times. Okay. Watch it three times. Cause the first time I learned about this, it kind of went right over my head and I want to make sure that this doesn't go over anybody's head, right? Like really get this in there because when you do really capture and, uh, recognize and understand the power of what this experiment has proven to us, has shown us, you understand that through observation, through your consciousness, just being a conscious being, you have the, my dog just discovered a pine cone. Yes, you can have a pine cone. Go ahead. If that's, he's given me the puppy dog eyes. Through, through your consciousness, through observation, you have the ability to change waves of possibility into matter to bring things into existence just through okay. observation right so those are the two big experiments as far as the science behind manifestation that i would point people to placebo effect we know double slit experiment we know 
Do we have time? I want to go into one other thing about this. Yeah, of course. Okay, because I, I mean, you got to stop me because no, I can this is no, yeah, it's fascinating. Okay, okay. So then the question becomes like, how do we do that, right? Okay, that's that awesome. was going to be my next question. So. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, because I want to talk about the science behind that too. That's a, a big piece of it too. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we harness this power of our consciousness to create, to turn waves of possibility, right, our thoughts into matter, into materialized things in existence that we would like to experience? So now I want to take you into a little bit of neuroscience, right? And at the beginning, I talked about how your subconscious controls 95% of your reality, the way you see the world, just decisions you're making. People think, we think that we're making decisions all the time, right? We actually are not making those decisions. Our subconscious makes the decisions for us, right? Our subconscious has already decided before a word even pops out of our mouth, right? Nicole and Victoria asked me, do you want to be on this podcast? I think I decide, yeah, sure, that sounds great. No, my subconscious decided that for me based on my past conditioning, right? Based on past experiences, society, etc. So our subconscious is mostly formed by the age of 12, okay? Before the age of 12, we don't have a fully developed analytical mind. We're like sponges. Information's just coming in. We're taking it as truth. That's when a lot of our programming, our first round of programming happens is before the age of 12. Around the age of 12 is when we develop our analytical mind. We might start getting a little sassy with our parents, right? We start talking back. We have strong opinions, etc. Some of us younger than 12, okay, if you're like me. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a three-year-old who definitely is sassy already. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and so at that age, whatever is in our subconscious becomes what we are manifesting, right? Because again, our thoughts, our consciousness is what creates our reality. So if we want to change, create a new reality, all we have to do, all we have to do, so simple, right? Is change our conditioning, is to change our subconscious programming. And we do that through two, two, two different pieces to that, all right? Two different pieces to that. Um, one is we can talk about subconscious reprogramming, meaning like lowering your brainwave states. And I do want to talk about that a little bit, but lowering your brainwave states, putting in new conditioning, right? Coming out of those lowered brainwave states and then living your best life. Yeah. Um, and that's one piece of it. The other piece of it though, that is really important is the shadow work aspect, meaning really looking at the conditioning that already exists. Um, that was given to you mostly, right, in childhood, that already exists, and then teaching your system a new way of seeing the world, right, of really acknowledging it, saying, yes, okay, we see that this exists, this is what you were taught, and, um, and you're continuing to believe that only because it supports your survival in some way, which is a whole other conversation in itself, our subconscious is is responsible for our survival, for our well-being. Everything in our subconscious is for our survival. And so seeing what we're currently, our current methods for survival, our current conditioning, and changing it to a new way of like, okay, we see that, um, for example, we see that, we can see that we have this fear of failure because some at some age when you were young, you had some experience and you experienced the feeling of being embarrassed, of feeling like you looked stupid. I can think of a time when I was five years old and I signed up for this talent show at a, at a, um, like a summer camp and I went up on stage. At the time, I loved Dumbo. Anyone, y'all love Dumbo? Yeah. You, big yeah. ears, right? I wanted everyone to call me Dumbo. I was like so obsessed. I was like, yes, I'm I'm Dumbo now. Okay, I'm Dumbo. Kids have great imaginations. Signed up for this talent show, went up on stage. They introduced me as Dumbo. The whole crowd laughs, right? And for me, that moment got saved in my subconscious of an experience that it's not okay to speak up, to share your voice. It's not okay to um, express yourself, right? So you can see how, for me, that wiring was for my, for my survival, right? It was, it was protecting me from the fear of failure, the fear of being judged, all the things that go against our desire to be loved, to be accepted, to experience well-being, right? 
And so through the shadow work, you can go back to those experiences like that and teach your system, teach little Roxanne, five years old, right? And um, we do this with neuro-linguistic programming and coaching of teaching your system a new, a new method for survival. Like how about the method of, you know, actually the little Roxanne, when you express yourself and you share, people get a chance to see the real you. You get a chance to help people. You attract the people into your life that really align with you, that vibe with you, right? Um, and, and through that, your survival is even more supported, okay? And so through the shadow work and through the subconscious reprogramming work, uh, we give our system these new resources and we put them in our subconscious, which then allows new things to manifest in our life. Now you're manifesting more opportunities to speak with people, more opportunities to share yourself, more opportunities to be seen, to live your purpose, to discover what your purpose even is, etc. So it's like coming back to your true authentic self before all of the experiences kind of like put layers on you, right? That that is that is my approach to manifestation. Yes, and it's not everyone's, you know. Um, but the way that I, you know, and the reason why, the way that I see it is, I could just teach you how to manifest like your dream car or your dream home or whatever it is that you want. But the manifestation of that is not going to give you true fulfillment. It's not going to give you um, the real abundance in all forms that you desire. That's just like one material form, but abundance comes in so many different forms, right? So instead, I like to tell people, you know, if you want that shiny thing, that's great. That's fine. You can have that. There's nothing wrong with, with manifesting material things. I've manifested my dream car. I've manifested my dream house. It's great. I love it, right? <laughs> but, but also you know, alongside that, let's do that deconditioning work. Let's go back to, to little you before that conditioning, as you're saying, and really discover who were you before all that. Because then when you manifest from that place, you're manifesting a life that does offer you fulfillment, right? That does really feel, and you know, in your body is in alignment with your soul purpose is exactly why you were born on this planet, you know? And I think that's where real abundance really stems from and comes from. Yeah, it's great to manifest shiny material things, but if you're doing this work that you talk about and why I love your approach is you're manifesting this shiny life and self and um, not just the things, it, right. it actually becomes you and then you can have all of the things with that. <laughs> yes, and the things become an extension of that, right? Which right. Yeah, is so much more powerful and beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 100%. Um, yeah. Well, I guess this kind of segues into one of the questions that I had for you was um, about um, the role that our ego plays in manifestation. Yeah. Can you talk, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, totally. I love that. You have great questions. I love this. Just Thank like, you. Yes. <laughs> These are just all things I'm struggling with. So well, it's wonderful. You can help. <laughs> These are, you know, it's just a reflection of the work, the self-work that you've already been doing because a lot of people don't think to ask these questions. So that's great. Um, yeah. The role that your ego plays a huge role, huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, unless you do something about it, right? Unless you really um, consciously decide to, to manifest from a place deeper than that. Um, you know, I shared that I've, I've been into manifestation for quite a while. And even when I was working as a yoga and meditation instructor, I was kind of doing that on the side. And I had this nine to five job in San Francisco that was paying well. And that job was actually something that I manifested for myself. You know, I manifested that job for myself and that came really from a place of ego or from another way of, of saying that is just from your conditioning of what I, what I was right. told that I should want, that mm -hmm. I should do like a lot of shooting myself, which we should ourselves all over the place all the time without realizing, right. it, you right. know, until we realize it, until we're like, wait a minute, I just manifested this life that I thought that I wanted, but that fulfillment is not there. That deep soul purpose and like meaningful and my desire to make an impact, you know, all of that was not there. 
So um, what role does the ego play in manifesting? It can play a huge role. And I think for many mainstream manifestation practices, it does because we're not first looking at, okay, maybe this is what my ego wants, but what's actually being called forward from my soul. And we learn that through the deconditioning work, right? So then we can manifest really from that deeper soul aligned place. Yeah, I think that's really important. I mean, aside from ego, I'm I'm assuming there's lots of different things that block people from being able to manifest the life that they really want. What are some of the common things that that you hear or see with your clients? Yeah, sure. Some of the most common ones, well, I I spoke to a couple of them already. And, you know, I have to say, I love group work. Um, I... I pretty much only do group work because we learn mm. so much from each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have some of my students in Manifest and Thrive. That's that's my main program. I have some of my students in Manifest and Thrive say, like, Roxanne, just the community is worth it alone because I'm learning so much from people sharing about their insights, you know? Because when we hear other people's, it's like, oh, there's that blind spot, you know, that I haven't been seeing in myself. There's that blind spot. And it's also really beautiful to just witness how, you know, we like to think that we're so unique and we are, we're unique little snowflakes. Absolutely. And also we have a lot of similar conditioning because we were raised in, um, not necessarily the same family, but a same similar collective conditioning, right? The collective conditioning Mm -hmm. of like very masculine dominated society, for example, So um, some of the most common things that I see people blocking people, especially their conditioning, some of them I touched on already, uh, that fear of failure. Fear of failure is a huge one for people. I think more than people might even realize that how much that blocks them from really taking action and like being their authentic self, um, showing up for whatever it is that they're wanting to manifest. Also self-doubt people really doubting themselves. That's a big one. Um, Actually, you know what might be really fun? This could be valuable if we have time. Um, I like to teach subconscious reprogramming through the chakra system. It's not something we've talked about yet, but there's a whole science behind that as well. Um, Our chakras are actually connected to glands in our body and glands in our body are connected, are how we produce hormones. And our hormones are how we produce emotions and our emotions are what affect our subconscious as well as our energetic frequency and what we manifest, right? So I like to take people through the chakras when we're doing shadow work and deconditioning work. If you want, we could run through the seven chakras really quick and I can just tell you the biggest block of each one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do do that. that. I think that'll be valuable for people. Okay, so the first chakra is the root chakra. In the root, the biggest block for people is victimhood. People being victim to their circumstances, saying things like, well, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, but I wasn't born wealthy, um, but my parents did this to me or they did that to me, etc. And it's not to say that all of those circumstances are not true. They're all true. They're all valid, right? And also, it's our choice how we respond to it and what we do with that, right? So around the root chakra, re deconditioning and rewiring yourself to go from that victimhood to taking full responsibility of your life. Huge. That's the first one. The second chakra is the sacral chakra. And the biggest block that I see around this is people not feeling worthy. They think of their manifestation of what they want to manifest. And there's a part of them that's like, but do I really deserve that? Am I really worthy of that? Um, and so around that we do rewiring work. If you see that in yourself, what you want to rewire for is from going from feeling unworthy to knowing your worth, right? To knowing your worth and your worth could be, um, the same as self-love, very similar, right? Knowing what you're worthy of really loving yourself enough to know that you're worthy. Yeah. The third chakra is the solar plexus. This is our masculine center. The biggest block that I see people dealing with is that fear of failure that we talked about, the self-doubt, a lot of stagnation, procrastination, not taking action on things. 
And the rewiring work that I would suggest around anything around that is rewiring from that, looking at the shadows and moving into rewiring for knowing that you are capable. A lot of people come saying they want to manifest um, confidence, to know they're confident. I, I, I don't really suggest that because confidence really, like you could have blind confidence. You could have confidence but have no idea what you're doing, right? I think what's better is how about rewiring of knowing that you are capable, right? Because confidence comes from knowing you're capable. Um, so that's the third chakra. The fourth is the heart. The heart chakra is all about connection and love. I know a lot of people know about that. Uh, and the biggest block that I see around the heart chakra is coming from this story or this belief of taking of really like you move through life asking, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And this is such a survival instinct. It's no judgment, right? It's coming from a place of just not feeling totally safe. Um, and so you're always looking, what can I get? Even in relationship, even like if there's anyone out there that's wanting to manifest their soulmate, I have a lot of people coming wanting to manifest their soulmate. And I always ask them, what are you looking for from this person? What is it that you want from this person? What are you hoping to get from this person? And my suggestion around that is rewiring to out of survival and into thriving, right? Into your well-being, which then you would really be going through life asking, what can I give? What can I give? Because giving is the most abundant frequency you can be in, right? Knowing that it is safe to give. And so then I'd ask them like, okay, you want to manifest your soulmate. What are you looking to get from them? There's always something. And then I ask, how can you give that to yourself, right? Moving into that energy of giving, rewiring to know that it's safe to give. So where are we? Throat chakra, the fifth chakra. The fifth chakra is the throat. The biggest block that I see around the throat chakra is a fear of speaking up, a fear of shining, I like to say, right? A fear of like being your most shiny, authentic, self-expressive self. <laughs> and around that, um, what I suggest, and this was a big one for me, huge, by the way, huge, huge, huge. I shared that story of five-year-old Roxanne, right? And the biggest suggestion I have of rewiring around that is um, conscious communication. Also knowing your value, right? Really knowing your value. Because we do see this over and over, even if you have that heart that is like, I'm always giving, I'm giving all the time. I have a lot of moms, um, a lot of moms in Manifest and Thrive that are over givers. They give so much there because they so give, they give, they give, they give, they give, they give. But are, do you know your value, right? Because when you first know your value, then that's creating healthier boundaries around your giving, right? And also when you know your value, that allows you to really express yourself, to be in that authenticity. Okay, we've got two more. So then we have the third eye. The third eye, the biggest block I see is people not being connected to their intuition. Intuition is a huge part of manifestation because uh, one of the steps of manifesting is going to be, you know, you do this rewiring work and then new opportunities start to manifest and arrive in your life, but you have to be able to recognize them and to take action on them. Like this is the next soul aligned action is what I call it for me, right? If your intuition is blocked, you won't be able to recognize those opportunities. You won't be able to see those little universal nuggets, right? That are in breadcrumbs that are being laid out for you. So around that uh, rewiring to, I almost don't want to say to be intuitive because we're all intuitive, but to just know that you are intuitive, right? Um, we all have very strong intuition when we just remember that about ourselves. And it's only because of years of, of growing up and living in a society that does not celebrate that and respect that and appreciate that part of us, that very feminine part of us of intuition. It's only because that has not been celebrated that we've blocked it, right? And kind of closed down that part of us. But this is something you can rewire for. So that is the third eye chakra. The last chakra is the crown. And I say the last chakra, I'm only talking about the main seven, but there are many more. Um, so the, our seventh chakra is the crown. It's located at the top of your head. And the biggest block I see around the crown chakra is people living in circumstance 
versus possibility. So what I mean by that is, um, okay, I want everyone to think of, oh, I use this example all the time, oh, a horse at a horse race, okay? And you know how they have those blinders on. I know people can't see me, but I have my hands up on either side of my face, okay? You got these blinders on, you're a horse at a horse race. So all you see is this sliver of reality right in front of you, right? You see the track, that's it. The horse can only see what's right in front of them. But there is so much more. There is so much more possibility outside of those blinders, right? With the crown chakra, we're starting to take those blinders off and open you up to a world of possibility. Because if you're in circumstance thinking, all you're seeing is this one sliver of materialized reality that is now what we call our life, right? This is the amount of money in my bank account. This is my marital status. This is my job, etc. But that is such a tiny, tiny sliver of reality, right? It's just this one moment in time. And there are so many infinite other possibilities available to you always. And by rewiring the crown chakra to really be open to those possibilities, to, to allow them in, to take the blinders off and see them, then they start to be able to, I don't, don't even want to say come into your life because they're already trying to come into your life, right? But you're able to see them and to take action on them. That information was amazing. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. That was a lot. <laughs> and, no, and it was also very um, clear for even for people who I think are not familiar with chakras at all, probably still got a good understanding of that. So thank you for sharing I'm that. I'm so glad. Yes. Um, yeah. We, so, you know, we let part of like, why we're doing this podcast is to try to give people information which you gave us so much information thank you but then also try to leave them with like something they can get started with if they want to so obviously you've let us know that you know this is all like inherent in us and like we just have to kind of like open ourselves up to this and understand that we are all capable of this but I feel like probably listeners want to know if they want to start consciously manifesting um what do you suggest besides obviously you know they can go through your program or you know there's uh, i'm sure other programs out there but um are there things that they can do in their just day-to-day that could help them start to consciously manifest yeah absolutely um you know i would lead people to i have a a free training is called the soul alignment method and that's something that you don't have to wait for it's it's not just twice a year it's always available to you it's free so remind me and i'll i'll get the link and um we can put that in the notes for people as well and that'll take you through the soul alignment method which is a four-step process that i teach for manifestation um so the biggest thing is one first start to be aware of where you're shitting yourself meaning when you think about what you want to manifest, is this coming from your ego? Is it coming from a place of uh, this is what I should want, this is what I've been told to want, or is it coming from this is really what's in alignment with my soul and coming from that deeper place? Of course, that becomes more clear with the deconditioning work, um, but if you are a self-aware person, perhaps you can already start to look at that for yourself. And so the first step really is to get clear on what is my most soul aligned life? What is being called forward from my soul, right? What is coming from that deeper place? And I call that your soul vision, yeah? Uh, the se second step would be to do this deconditioning work of really looking at your chakras. Even listening to this podcast, I just listed seven different of the main blocks that I see through the chakras. I hope that you listened and perhaps you start seeing yourself in some of those to get clear on what are my biggest blocks and how can I reframe these things um, and, and get clear on what I want to rewire for. Okay, so you do that through the shadow work, right? And even again, listening to this podcast, great start. If you wanna do more, you can go get the soul alignment method for free. Um, then once you become clear on what it is that, that you will rewire for, then you go into the, the actual subconscious reprogramming work. 
Um, the process that I teach is it's 10 minutes a day. And actually, when you go to the Soul Alignment Method, there is an option to purchase a, a, a guided meditation doing this. So that's something that you can totally do. And start doing that meditation 10 minutes a day. If you don't want to purchase my meditation, I'm sure there's other ones out there. That's just what I have available for people. Um, and I can tell you really quick what happens in this meditation. For any very experienced meditators, if you want to try and do it yourself without it being guided, you could totally go for that too. Um, so the meditation will lower your brain waves. And I don't know if we got into that, but basically the reason why you want to lower your brain waves is and slow them down is because this is how we surpass the analytical mind and we go into our subconscious. Um, lowering the brain waves can be done through so many different processes. It can be done through hypnosis. It can be done through yoga nidra, through different types of meditation. I use a process that takes you through the body parts and through your chakras um, using spatial recognition, meaning become aware of this body part, this body part. Because by doing that, spatial recognition is the place in our brain, uh, it is the same place in our brain that our subconscious lives right? The part of our brain that uses facial recognition. So by doing that, you're already getting into your subconscious. That's just a little extra note on your brain for fun. So lowering your brain waves. And then once your brain waves are lowered, then this is where it's time to bring in that new identity that you're rewiring for. My students in the meditation, what they hear is now repeat after me, I'm here to reprogram myself to blank. And you fill in the blank with whatever that identity is. I'm here to reprogram myself to know my worth, to, um, to be my full authentic self, to be soul aligned, to know I am capable, whatever it is for you. And then once you have that statement, the most important part of this whole process is to really start embodying that experience as if it's already happened. And we hear a lot about this in manifestation, right? Um, that meditation that I teach teaches you a process from neuro-linguistic programming that takes you through three different scenes. So basically you want to see yourself from the outside of like seeing yourself experiencing this new identity. Okay. Then you want to climb into your body and really experience it in your body as if it's already happened. And then you want a future pace. You want to look back as if it's already happened, right? As if it's already happened and the big wide ripple effect that this has had on your life and your community, etc. And you do that every day for 10 minutes and you will reprogram your brain because science, because neuroplasticity, right? Because you're building new neural networks and those new neural networks get stronger every time. Um, it's a really big misconception to think that we have to be in meditation for hours for this to work. No, actually repetition is what's the most important thing. So even 10 minutes a day, it's super approachable super doable for even busy, busy people, which I know your people <laughs> listening to this are. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people, you know, like if someone comes and they're like, I don't have time to meditate, instead look at what you're prioritizing in your life. Because if you're saying that you don't have time for this, then you're, you're just plainly put, then it means your manifestation is just not that important to you. And that's really just a decision you have to make, right? Yeah. So again, just really quick to take people through that process because I know that was a lot. Basically, lowering your brainwave states, having that statement of what you're rewiring for, and then embodying that in your body. Full feeling. I mean, I was one of those people that was like, meditation, can't do it, don't have time, my brain won't stop. But obviously, that's the whole point is to slow down. <laughs> um and then my my husband does it just 10 minutes a day. And when he was like, you have 10 minutes, just sit down and do it, do it with me. And now fast forward, you know, it's crazy that I wasn't making that time. And what a big difference 10 minutes a day can make. It's really wild. So I totally agree with you there. So just to go back to like the early steps of trying to figure out, um, you know, where your blocks are or what you want to manifest essentially for yourself. Um, do you, and earlier you mentioned that you like had done vision boards and affirmations and whatever. Do you suggest going through 
like journaling to figure that out? Um, do you find that it comes to people more during meditation or is there another way that you kind of coach your clients into really like die? I mean, I think for people who've never done it before, it could take a while to, to really get to like the core of, of what you are looking for or just being self-aware, like you said earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, the process that I take my students on is it's through coaching, right? And through the years of experience of seeing these like blocks come up over and over again. And, you know, I, I really want to urge anyone who, who really is devoted to doing the shadow work and to do the deconditioning work. Doesn't matter if it's with me, just do it with someone really have a guide who um, is trained in this, who has gotten results before, who has the results that you want to have because they're called blind spots for a reason, right? They're called blind spots because we can't see them. And so when you have someone else really guiding you through this process, it's, it's huge. I mean, I remember the first investment that I made in a coach and at the time it seemed like such a big thing to invest this money in my self growth. Like, wow, what a luxury, you know? And now it's like, oh my gosh, how could I not? I always have a coach. I have two coaches right now, right? It's a continual evolution and discovery. Um, because yeah, going at it alone and, and maybe you've tried, maybe someone out there has tried and they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's a long and challenging process. And having someone to be your guide is just hands down the most powerful thing that you could do for yourself, but also everyone else who is affected by your manifestation, right? For your kids, for your family, for your community, for all the people that you will get to positively impact with this change in your life. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's like doing anything new. Uh, typically people look for someone else, like whether you're learning, you know, starting to work out, learning how to cook, like whatever it is, right? But for whatever yeah. reason, there's like, no one wants to put the money into their own growth because we just maybe don't feel like we're worth putting the money in. I don't know, but it makes, yeah, yeah I mean, that makes sense. Like I'm sure people are hesitant because it's like spending money on yourself feels like indulgent. Absolutely. It's huge. You know, we just started our, uh, our spring 2022 round of manifest and thrive and uh, one of the students that just signed up, she posted in, in our group, she said she came in to rewire for self-worth is what she wants her focus on. And immediately she's like, I just invested in myself. I feel like I don't even need to rewire for that anymore because <laughs> doing that investment in itself just rewired me for self-worth. Like right. I so know I'm worth it because I just took that action, you know? Yeah, totally. It <laughs> um, was beautiful to witness. Do you yeah. find um, that people, I mean, I think, you know, we're living in like a society of instant gratification. Do you find that there is, um, if you are putting in 10 minutes a day and you're really doing the work with a coach that people are seeing results? Like, I don't even know what quickly means, but like, oh is my it gosh. like a year yes. process? Is oh. it like people are seeing results in a day? Like, what do you, what have you been seeing? Oh my gosh. It's huge. And I love this question because, okay, a couple things. Um, one, I never tell people it's going to take X amount of days, right? Because that would, and if anyone ever tells you that, that's so untruthful. That's just not, no, it's not, that's not a thing. Cause you're not a robot. And I don't know what your decon, I don't know what your conditioning is like. I don't know how deep rooted your beliefs are. Right. I do know that if you stick with this process, it absolutely will happen for you. will rewire, right? 100%. They say that it takes 21 days to create a new neural network, right? A new, um, a new pathway in your brain. That's what they say. But I have also seen people do it so much quicker than that. Depends how deep your neural trenches are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but also, and also the second thing I want to say about that is when you start doing this work, when you start doing the subconscious reprogramming work, your brain becomes trained. It becomes trained to, to, know, to recognize and know that you are in control, right? So 
it almost doesn't matter what you rewire for the first time. It almost doesn't matter. Just choose something fun, okay? Because what's really more important is you're training your brain to be able to reprogram, to be able to rewire. And that first thing you reprogram for is many times gonna be the most challenging thing. But once you do it once, not only have you created this new neural network for you know self-worth or whatever it is, you've also created this new neural network of I'm reprogrammable, right? Like I can reprogram my subconscious. I can choose any identity I wish to be in and then manifest my physical reality as a result of that. And with that comes this like exponential ability to reprogram your subconscious, to choose new identities, to manifest, that just happens quicker and quicker and quicker to the point where I actually, it's been a long time since I've sat down and done this reprogramming meditation process that we're talking about right now. I don't really do that anymore. Because now when I want to reprogram for something, it comes so much quicker, so much easier. It's almost like I can just choose that for myself and it becomes my reality. Yeah, like you've built and up that muscle a bit. Yeah, you, exactly. You've built that muscle. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's so, the whole process is so intriguing. I I feel like it's, I don't know if it's becoming more mainstream or if like I'm just in this stream it's hard to tell sometimes yeah. right like am i just in the bubble or does everyone know about this magic yeah exactly <laughs> but it does feel like magic because you're becoming more an active you're just becoming like an active participant in your life instead of being passive right and like just going along the path that you said like this should like you're just shooting which sounds like shitting yourself which kind of feels like that's what you are doing when you're shitting yourself <laughs> because yeah. you're just like not giving yourself um, like all that is out there. Like, it's amazing. I mean, just like, I found, find your story and like all of this so interesting. And I'm so glad that you shared it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today, Roxanne. Um, before you leave us, is there anything you can leave our listeners with that, you think might encourage them to um, to try manifesting something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just go back to the beginning of our conversation, which is that manifestation really is your birthright. Um, you're doing it all the time, all the time, everywhere, 24-7. So why not start doing it on purpose, right? And I think many times we take our spiritual practices very seriously. Um, how about instead just make it a game, make it a, an experiment, have fun with it, play with it. Think of it as like, you know, playground for adults is the inner workings of your mind and what you want to create. Um, also just a reminder that, you know, we, we manifested as human beings for a reason, <laughs> right? We are physical manifestations of the divine uh, and we're here to create. That's what we're here to do. We're creators. As human beings, we are creators. I don't believe in an arrival point. It's not like, okay, now I'm done manifesting. I've created everything that I have to create. No, it's a continual process. And, um, and so let it be fun. Let your creations be fun. And, and yeah, take back your birthright. I love that. Well, there's something that we like to ask every one of our guests. And I feel like in this time, you've already dropped so many good nuggets, but I'm curious to see if you could leave our listeners with a mantra that helps keep you motivated every day. Oh, wow. Um, maybe not so much a mantra, but a remembrance um, that <laughs> we, we really want to go really out there. <laughs> The fact that you are fucking alive right now on earth is insane. <laughs> insane. Like, yeah, can we that really recognize you. what a yeah. miracle you are? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, the probability that you are here, it is a miracle. It's a miracle. So don't forget that. Remember that and live your life that way. That's very true. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, yes. Okay, great. Thank you so, so much. Um, I think you're going to have so many people signing up for your courses and following you, but can you let everyone know how to reach you if they would like to? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I hang out on Instagram. My handle's at Roxanne Miranda Manifest. So that is where you'll get all the new stuff, all the new goodies. Um, and also definitely I'll put that link for the soul alignment method. I think it's like a 30 minute video tutorial on that four step process. That's always available to you. Uh, and join us for the next three part live series. The next one will be in the fall. We will be joining you, hopefully. Thank yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really am so grateful for your time. And we know that you're probably busy, too. So thank you so much for joining us and for giving us so much inspiration today to become conscious yeah, manifestors. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me and for doing what you do, you know, and for, for helping everyone in your audience. It's super powerful work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.